for that. We're going to go to the book of Psalms tonight, Psalm 33, if you would. The book of Psalms and Psalm 33. I am already looking forward to Sunday night and the testimonies that we'll have from camp. That's going to be a great blessing uh, to hear those once again. It's always a great service, always a great service, and certainly look forward to hearing what all God has done and is doing. Psalm 33. When you find that, if you'd stand with us for the reading of the Word of God in honor of His Word, I appreciate that, unless you're not well able to stand, and God knows all about that. Psalm 33, and we'll begin reading there in verse number 1. The Bible says, Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. Praise the Lord with harp, sing unto him with the psaltery and an instrument of ten strings. Sing unto him a new song, play skillfully with a loud noise. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. He loveth righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breadth of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea together as in heap. He layeth up the depth in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spake, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. The Lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen, and not... He maketh the devices of the people of none effect. The counsel of the Lord standeth forever. The thoughts of his heart to all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And the people he, uh, and the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance. The Lord looketh from heaven. He beholdeth all the sons of men. From the place of his inhabitation, he looketh all the inhabitants, looketh upon all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashioneth their hearts alike. He considereth all their works. There is no king saved by the multitude of an host. A mighty man is not delivered by much strength. And horse is a vain thing for safety. Neither shall he deliver any by his great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waiteth for the Lord. He is our help. And our shield, for our heart shall rejoice in him, because we have trusted in his holy name. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in thee. Um, I'm going to try to preach on some reasons to praise the Lord. You can be seated, we've prayed, and we'll just get right on into the message. Some reasons to praise the Lord. If you have any awareness at all of the things that are going on in the world, you know that there's trouble everywhere. I mean, everywhere you look, everywhere you turn, there's trouble. And people want to ask us as Christians, as believers, they want to ask us why God allows all these different things to happen. And the answer it truly is simple. Uh, we live in a world that's cursed by sin. Our world is sin-cursed. And it's caused a lot of pain and heartache and sickness and death now for a long, long time. Um, Our days on the earth, the Bible says, are few and full of problems. 
But because of that, there's a lot of people that focus on their troubles a lot more than they do their blessings. And as we go through our day-to-day struggles, we are prone to lose sight of the fact that the earth is full of the goodness of God. Somebody say amen right there. The earth is full of the goodness of God. The challenges that come about in our life can dim our vision of the one who is greater than all of the challenges that we might ever face. And in our psalm tonight, we're reminded to open our eyes and look around and see the goodness of God, the faithfulness of our heavenly father. He is good. God is good all the time and he is faithful. God is always faithful. And we need to look around and remember that. We need to remember that he is still on the throne. He is still on his high throne, high above us in a real place, uh, a real place called heaven. And he is in control of everything, even though a lot of things look like they are out of control. But if we keep our focus right as believers, no, no, if we keep our focus right, we'll always recognize that our blessings outnumber our problems, and they always will. The blessings will always outnumber the problems that we may face. Oh, trials are going to come. Let me be an encouragement to you. (laughs) Trials will come. They will come. But God will always be there to help us through if we're dependent upon Him, if we're leaning on Him, if we're trusting in Him. He will help us according to His will for our lives. According to His will for our lives. Well, this just isn't working out the way that I wanted to. Well, maybe it's working out the way that God wanted it to. And that's why it's so important we keep our eyes on Him. That's why it's so important we're always seeking Him and what He has for our lives. Circumstances may be out of control for you, but they're not out of control for God. He is absolutely there. And seeing it in that light, if we look at it in that light, and seeing it in that light, we always have reason to rejoice in Him. Him. When we truly fear Him, we will spend more time praising Him during the problem times instead of worrying and murmuring. I'm going to say that one more time. If we are truly trusting in Him, and we truly fear Him the way that we should, We will spend more time praising Him during the problem times instead of worrying about things and fretting and fuming. We will lean on Him. So anyway, I want to bring out a few reasons that we should be praising the Lord. Uh, We have to start with the obvious. He deserves to be praised. Oh, absolutely. Verse number one again. Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely. Uh, for the upright, praise the Lord with harp, sing unto him with the psaltery and with an instrument of ten strings, sing unto him a new song, play skillfully with a loud noise. So it says that we are to rejoice. To rejoice means to shout. It means to sing loud. This isn't silent praise. This is a call to praise him as a church, to praise him as a body of believers. Uh, I say to you all the time, we should take advantage of the times that we have to sing unto the Lord, because God does inhabit the praise of his people. It's important that we come in with a heart full of worship, a heart full of praise, and that we allow some of that to come out of our mouth. Come on, come on, that we would sing unto him is a very, very important thing because he deserves to be praised. He says that it's comely. He says that it's fitting, that it's appropriate for us who have been forgiven to lift him up in our hymns of praise. I mean, we need never forget who he really is. We need never forget what he really does and all that he has done for us. When that is the case, the proper response is to adore him through praise. Come on, he is really alive. He really is on his throne. 
And we should adore him through praise. Nothing is more beautiful in the eyes of God than his people joyfully lifting up their praise to him. And and nothing is much uglier than his people wallowing in self-pity and fear and doubt. Come on, we do have a God in heaven. He is all-powerful. And if we spent more time praising him, thinking on him, trusting him, looking to him, it would be amazing what God could do in our lives. Too often we get our eyes off of him. But we that are righteous, we that are clothed in his righteousness and trying to live the best life, trying the best we can to live a life pleasing unto him. I mean, we should be obeying his commands with his help. Uh, When there is sin in our lives, our, our praise is hindered. So we have to make sure that we are staying close to him. But we also, we need to be praising him, of course, with music. It says in verse number two and three, it is to be unto him according to these two verses. Please listen to me here. There is Christian music that's played on your radio or whatsoever that uh, if you want to listen to that in your car and if it helps your heart to really lift him up, hallelujah to God. You want to listen to that in your home, and it helps you to, to uh, 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 it helps you to praise the Lord in that way. That's great. But but when you come into a church service, this is not for entertainment. We're not here to be entertained. We are here to lift up our God. To lift up our Lord. And that's why we don't have some praise, uh, praise team, worship team up here. That's why, we don't have, uh, that's why we don't have certain things that go on in here. Because this isn't about entertainment. This is about coming in and singing praises unto our Lord. One thing about most of the hymns, the things that we have, the music, the choir sings and all that, is it lifts up our God. And that's what a church service is all about. It's about looking unto him. It's about wanting him to look down upon this service and bless us as we are here. Uh, it, it, we, we need to realize that, that, that the music that goes on in a service such as this is for one purpose, and that is to honor and glorify our God. Amen and amen. We're not into performances around here. Oh, no, 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 no. God, God is our audience. God is the audience. The Bible says, rejoice in, the, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say unto you, rejoice. Uh, but we're talking about reasons to praise the Lord. And we see here in verses 4 and 5, we should because his word is dependable. Look at verse number 4 there. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. He loveth righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. We can trust all that God has said. We can trust it all because God is faithful. His word is true. And we may not always understand everything that he does, but we know that everything he does is done in truth. We know that for sure. No, no, no. When we cannot understand everything that's going on around us or even in our own lives, we have to trust him. We have to trust him. Come on, he's either God or he's not God. He's either all-powerful or he's not all-powerful. I mean, he is there for us, and he loves us more than we can even understand. And he wants to help us through whatever situation we may face in this life. No, no, uh, Job said it very good. Though he slay me, yet I will trust him. I'm telling you, our God is faithful, and his word is dependable. 
And we can trust in his love. It says in verse number five, again, he loveth righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. We can trust in his love. We know that because he loves righteousness, anything and everything that he does is right. God loves justice. So whatever he does is just. God is righteous and just. At the very same time, God loves us. No, I love that point. That God loves me. I don't understand why God loves me for sure. But God loves us. He filled the earth with his goodness and mercy and kindness and his unfailing love. The earth was created by him and filled by him with many things for our enjoyment. You know, it's so crazy that we've been so distracted from the goodness of God and from his creation by all of man's creations that we can't just step out and sit outside and look at the clouds and look at the sun and look at the trees and look at the birds and listen to what's going on around us and realize that God is faithful and God loves us and God gave us this creation for our enjoyment. You don't have to have a television set. You don't have to have a computer. You don't have to have a DVR. You don't have to have all of these things that man has created. What we need to do is get our focus back on the things that God has done for us. Because his creation, well, it was meant for us. We should praise the Lord. We should praise the Lord because he has given us his word. And God's word is completely reliable. We can trust the word of God because we trust the God of the word. Everything that the Bible, Holy Bible tells us about God, about ourselves, about sin, about judgment, about the Savior, about salvation, about the future, all of those things are completely true. We can trust him. Absolutely so. How blessed we are to have a Bible in our hands tonight. As we study God's Word, we get to know God better. And as we know God better, we learn to trust Him that much more. Our faith in Him grows through His Word in every circumstance of life. Whatever the need may be, we can turn to the Word of God for wisdom and guidance and comfort. And the list goes on and on. The Bible says, sanctify them through uh, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth in John seventeen seventeen. But we're talking about some reasons to praise the Lord. Let's go on. Look at verse number six. It says, by the word of the Lord were the heavens made and all the host of them by the breath of, breath of his mouth. He gathereth the waters of the sea together as an heap. He layeth up the depth in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spake... And it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. <clears throat> we know this. We know this. He created the heavens and the stars with his word. He spoke it into existence. Oh, no, 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 no. There wasn't no great big bang. God spoke and it happened. That's our God. Absolutely so. And he put boundaries on the sea according to verse number, verse number 7. He gathered the water so that the, the dry land would appear. He, he is to be feared in all of the earth according to verses 8 and verses 9. If he spoke this world, please get this ladies and gentlemen. If he spoke this world into existence and he did, doesn't it make sense that we should bow before him in fear and reverence? Come on, he is the one that gave us life. He is the one that keeps our heart beating. He is the one that allows us to breathe his air. After all, it all belongs to him. I, I mean, it, doesn't it make sense? 
And, 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 and we won't mind doing so if we're truly submitted to his will for our life. Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? What do you have for my life? It's not hard at all to bow in reverence to God if we're submitted to his will for our life. The truth of creation is viciously attacked by our public school system today because no one wants to be held accountable to an all-powerful God. They want to do away with God so that they don't have to be accountable to anything so they can just live their life any way they want to and not feel bad about that. But realizing that there is an all-powerful God is the first step towards salvation. There is a God in heaven. Absolutely so. Look at verse 10. We're moving along great tonight. Look at verse 10. For the Lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen to naught. He maketh the devices of the people of none effect. The counsel of the Lord standeth forever. The thoughts of his heart to all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And the people whom he hath chosen for his inheritance. Uh, The Lord's plans will stand forever. No, they're going to stand forever. Uh, No, I'm telling you, uh, I've read the back of the book and I'm telling you, all those things that he says are going to come to pass will come to pass. All the things he said would come to pass in the Old Testament, well, they're almost all done. Amen. Absolutely so. God created this world and he continues to rule over this world. No, there's some that think, well, God spun this, this planet into existence and now, you know, he's just sitting back and watching and see what's going to go on. Oh, no, 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 no. He continues to rule over the world. He has a plan for all the nations and all the purposes, uh, uh, all of his purposes will ultimately prevail. God's sovereignty over all the earth is a good reason to praise the Lord, to spend some time praising him. And no, it says there that he brings the counsel of the heathen to naught. And so whether it looks like it or not, God's using the nations to perform his plan for this world. The heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord who turneth it whithersoever he will. No, no, no. Look, God is sovereign. God is in control. And, and we, we believed that when gas was $1.89 a gallon. We believed that when there was, a, you know, a sense of um, sanity in our White House. I'm telling you, no matter how bad the world looks, the way that the, the news presents it, God is still in control. And he has a plan. And he has to bring it all to the very end. No, no, no. One of these days, this world is going to burn up with fervent heat. We know that. One of these days, the trump is going to sound. And and we that have been saved by the grace of God are going to be raptured out of here just like that. Then the tribulation is going to begin. And there's going to be three and a half years of tribulation. And then at the, at the, the middle of that three and a half years, uh, then the great tribulation will start. And the last three and a half years are going to be really, really bad on earth. And at the end of that time, Jesus will return to the earth, the second coming, we will come with him in the beginning of the millennial reign in that time. I'm telling you, all of these things are going to take place. That's why it is very, very important that we're out there telling people about Jesus Christ, that we would just win one person to the Lord, direct one person to Jesus. I mean, just one along the way. I'm telling the soul, one soul is worth more than all of this world. God has a plan. It's all coming together. It has to happen the way that he planned for it to happen. So even if it looks bad in our eyes, we know that God is at work. And we need to be busy about his work, trying to get people to the Savior. You know, a lot of, many oppose his people. Many oppose us, but they don't prevail. The Egyptians, the Philistines proved that. 
Throughout history, God has stopped their efforts uh, against the Jews. Uh, Thus, the psalmist called upon the Hebrews to celebrate God's protection of their nation against the counsel or the plans of their enemies. The more that that Christians were persecuted down through the ages, ages, the larger they seemed to grow. It's been God's plan all along. He will work his plans all throughout all the generations, according to verse number 11. He cannot be overthrown. I'll say it again. He cannot be overthrown from generation to generation. His plans will stand. He blesses those who acknowledge him. I'm going to say that again, too. He blesses those who acknowledge him. No, no, look at verse 12 again. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance. It's very dangerous to turn your back on God. It's not a good thing. Not at all. Look at verse 13. We're still moving good. Verse 13. The Lord looketh from heaven. He beholdeth all the sons of men from the place of his habitation. He looketh upon all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashioneth their hearts alike. He considereth all their works. Reasons to praise the Lord. Here's, here, here's, here's number five. The Lord sees all every minute of the day. What do you mean, preacher? The Lord sees everything that's going on all the time, everywhere. No, I'm just letting you think about that for a minute because it makes my brain hurt. God knows everything. No, no, look up here. God knows everything that's going on all the time. All the time. Well, how how does he do that? He's God. He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. Absolutely. And here's the thing. That should bring great comfort to those who are trying to follow him. It should bring comfort to us. It should bring comfort to us. That he's watching over us. That he's there for us, no matter what. That he does hear us and he does answer prayer. And at the same time, let us remember that, that we will give answer for all the deeds here on earth. That time's going to come. We can hide nothing from God. And it should motivate us to live our life for Him every moment of every day. He watches all of us according to verse number 14. He can do that because He is God. He, is, he loves righteousness. And he loves justice. And we know that. But He is also angry with the wicked every day. He does not condone the wickedness of this world. Never let his long suffering and mercy and grace make you think that he condones anything that goes on like that. He does not. The wicked will pay for their wickedness one day. Nothing escapes his righteous judgment. He examines our heart. He considers our work. It says there in verse number 15, our heavenly father knows our needs and he invites us to carry our worries to him in prayer. He wants us to cast all our cares upon him. The all-seeing eyes of God should also motivate us to holy living, to live the way that he would have us to live. When nobody else is watching, let me tell you, God is watching. And we may, we may hide our sins from parents or spouses or employers or teachers, spiritual leaders, but we cannot hide our sin from God. It's not going to happen. We should live every moment of our lives in full awareness that God is looking on because He is always looking on. And then another reason 
to praise the Lord is that he delivers all who fear him. Look at verse 16. It says, There's no king saved by the multitude of an host. A mighty man is not delivered by much strength. And horse is a vain thing for safety. Neither shall he deliver any by his great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waiteth for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in thee. He's worthy of our praise because he will deliver those who trust in him. When we fear him, he will take care of us. I mean, shielding us through the troubles and the attacks of the enemy. Take notice how this psalm builds to, his, uh, 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 to this very glorious conclusion. The Lord loves righteous and judgment in verse number 5. He is all-powerful creating the universe with His words in verses 6 through 9. His purposes will reveal, uh, re- <laughs> reveal. His purposes will prevail in verses 10 and 11. He-, he blesses the nations who acknowledge Him in verse number 12. He observes everything that concerns us in verses 13 through 15. Now His power and justice and all-seeing care will deliver those who are faithful to him. Look, he doesn't deliver us because of our strong armies. He doesn't deliver us because of our power. He doesn't deliver us because of our resources. No, 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 friend. Victory does not belong to the biggest and to the strongest. The size of an army does not guarantee victory, nor does physical strength. David was just a kid when he went up against Goliath, and he slew him through the power of God. Israel's just a little old tiny nation over there compared to everything surrounding them, but nothing can touch them because God is protecting them. And additionally, the strength of a mighty horse is not always the way to safety. Verse number 17. So these three, the size of a king's army, the strength of his warriors, uh, the number of horses in his stables, were the measure of military might back during the ancient world. But these, like modern weapons and highly trained soldiers in today's world, do not in and of themselves make a king a conqueror, nor do they ensure safety of a warrior in conflict. God watches over those who fear and put their hope in Him, according to verses 18 through 22. The all-seeing eyes of the Lord, not weapons, not human strength, are the safety of those that fear Him. His mercy, His unfailing love, rather than our own resources, calls us to hope and take confidence in Him, according to verse number 18. He delivers us when death threatens us, verse number 19. Uh, 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 he, he carries us safely through the troubles of life, such as famine. Verse number 19, the last part of that verse. Our faithful God is our help and shield, our aid and our protector in the battles of this life, according to verse number 20. Come on, we said His, God's, his word is true, and it is true. Maybe you just need to meditate on God's watchful care of you. Maybe that will cause you to rejoice in Him and Him alone. Take refuge in His holy name. Trusting Him to help you through all of your troubles. The Lord's holy name represents all that He is. His righteousness and, 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 and faithful character. He'll never let us down. 
He'll never let us down. Someone has well said, the true God who creates all things is above all things and sees all things will come and will do His work on our behalf when we place our confidence in Him. That's our God. Come on, without faith it's impossible to please Him. Either we believe His Word or we don't believe His Word. And I'm telling you, the times we're living in, we need to get in His Word more and we need to hide it in our heart more and we need to trust it more and we need to stand upon it more because I'm telling you, the devil's doing everything he can to wash us out, isn't he? Sure he is. Absolutely so. Yeah. This psalm of praise appropriately appropriately concludes with a prayer for the Lord's mercy or His unfailing love to continue to protect and deliver His people. Verse 22, Let Thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in Thee. We hope in Him and Him alone when life's troubles surround us. We should. Hope, that word hope in the, in the Hebrew that is a word... Uh, uh, I'm not going to try to say it. Never mind. It's a Hebrew word. And it not only means to trust or to take confidence in, it also means to wait expectantly. Well, well preacher, pastor, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been praying and I, I really, I really uh, you know, God, I need God to do something and I'm waiting and, and, and I need answers and I need them now. Well, no, no. If you're praying and you're waiting, uh, if you needed the answers, he'd give it to you now. Oh, no, God works in His time. Okay. Sometimes He just wants us to be expectant. Know that we're trusting Him. Lord, I'm trusting in You. I, I'm waiting on You. I, I, I believe Your promises. I, 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 no, 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 no. When, when, when overwhelming circumstances confront us, the, the, the faithfulness and, and the steadfast love of God of the Lord gives us peace as we wait on Him to work. Come on, we're resting in Him or we're not. Come on, we're trusting in Him or we're not. Come on, don't let your religion be here in this room only. It should be everywhere we travel. Absolutely so. The Christian life isn't just coming to church and sitting in this room, singing a few songs and going on about your business. The Christian life is trusting God with every step of every day. Absolutely so. Because we have a loving, caring, wonderful, gracious, merciful, long-suffering, forgiving Heavenly Father that is up there for us. And He will help us as we trust in Him. He will guide us as we trust in Him. He is there for us as we trust in Him. The application for us is clearly stated in the midst of, the, midst of this whole passage it, it says our soul waits for the Lord there in verse number 20 our soul waiteth for the Lord you know when the enemy attacks us or even when life's troubles uh, seem to assault us we shouldn't turn to our own resources we should turn to the Lord. Isn't it amazing how we will pray for something and uh, then God gives answer and too often we just kind of go, oh, well, oh, 
Well, what a coincidence. Oh, no. No coincidence. God hears our prayer. Oh, no, God hears our prayer. He does. Yeah, he works in his own time. But he hears and he answers. He is there for us. He is there for us. Too often we take matters into our own hands rather than just placing them all into God's hands. But here's what I found out in my own life, being saved now 38 years. That always brings frustration and fear and worry. I seem to fret and fume when I take it into my own hands. Walk the floor, toss and turn in the bed instead of sleeping and getting rest from God. No, no, no. Our, our God does love us, and He is in control. We need to trust Him. Because trusting God provides peace and even confidence through the storms of life. Therefore, we have to be careful to trust God. Not ourselves, not our educations, not the philosophies of this world. We're trusting in our God. True security cannot be found in our resources, such as money or employment or education or investments or abilities. The only way to truly be truly secure is to fear the Lord, to reverence Him, trust Him, to obey His commands. Because when we fear Him, He does protect us. And He does keep us secure by His mighty power. I mean, he will never, ever fail us. We can have full confidence in his holy name. We can wait with peaceful hearts until, until in his perfect timing, he shows himself strong on our behalf. Boy, it's a great thing when we're trusting in the Lord and we, we're watching him work in our life. It's a wonderful thing when he gives us that peace that passes all understanding. And it should cause us to want to praise him. Just praise him for a while. Lord, thank you for the answers to prayer. Thank you for being there with me and for me. Thank you, dear God, for guiding and directing me. Thank you, Lord, for the answers you give me out of the Bible. I thank you, Lord, for all that you have done and all that you are doing. Let me close with just reading. I just want to read you a passage of Scripture. We'll close right here. Isaiah 31.1 says this, Woe to them that go down to Egypt for help. We know that Egypt's always a type of the world in the Bible. Woe to them that go to the world for help and stay on horses and trust in chariots because they are many and in horsemen because they are very strong. But they look not unto the Holy One of Israel, neither seek the Lord. We shouldn't be looking all around us for the help that we need. We should always be looking up we should always be looking to the one that can do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think because he's there night and day, 24-7. When the kids are sick, he's there. When, when, when the bills are due, he's there. When there's trouble in paradise, he's there. When it seems like nothing else can work, he's there. We need to be trusting him. And it's good for every once in a while just to take some time to... Uh, Praise Him. Just to praise Him. Preacher, you know, my prayer life, it's, a, it's you know, I, you know I, I pray and stuff, but, you know, I, then I seem like I don't, I don't know what to, I, don't, I just get to a place I don't know what to say. What, well, just start praising Him. 
No, no, praise him that you can see. Praise him that you can hear. Praise him that you can walk. Praise him that you have a place to live. Praise him that you have a car to drive. Praise him you have clothes to wear. Because I'm telling you, there's people around this world that don't have any of those things. Praise him for his goodness. Praise him for his mercy. Just praise him for a while that you don't have to go to hell if you know Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. Just spend some time praising him in private. I guarantee you it will help the rest of your day for sure. Let's stand for just a moment. Let's stand. Reasons, some reasons to praise the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, I don't know the needs in this place tonight, but you know every need. So we're going to open up the altar for a minute. Some may need to come and just talk to you. Some may need some help that only you can provide. And so, Lord, we pray during this time of invitation that your perfect will would be done in every life. Thank you for loving us the way that you do. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you, Lord, that you're always there for us. Thank you for being such a great God and loving Heavenly Father. Thank you for never, never, never giving up on us. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul all those years ago and changing my life. Thank you for being such a great, gracious God. Oh, Lord, bless now and help us to just be yielded to you and whatever, whatever you have for us. Lord, help us, we pray, please. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the piano is going to play. Some have already come to pray. You need to come tonight. will not take long. You just go ahead and make your way down here. Have a little talk with the Lord. Maybe you just need to come and thank Him for some things He has done in your life. No, those things you take for granted. Maybe you need to thank Him for those. That'd be a good thing to do. Just let Him have His way.